Hello world, it's Charmaine Campbell and I am back with another episode of Your Life Has Possibilities. Welcome to season two of Your Life Has Possibilities. It's about your potential, purpose, and your spiritual walk. You should listen if you like straight talk guidance and a live here or there. Feel free to listen on the way to work, church, while you're at the gym or you're cleaning up. Remember to share with all of your friends and family. I'm super excited because we are now on episode 20. That's right. We have 20 episodes recorded so far. And today's topic is I declare war. Second Chronicles 2015 says the battle is not yours. It's the Lord's. How many times have you heard this line before? How many times have you read this in the Bible when you're going through different situations in your life and you've referred to this Bible verse and says, Lord, I can't do this without you. I cannot fight this battle without you. But how many times have you actually allowed God to fight your battle? I'm reminded of when I was younger and my cousin and I, Tawana, we would play I Declare War. Some people call the game just war. And uh, you take the cards and, you know, there's 52 cards in the deck. You pass them out to everyone has an even amount of cards. And so if you're just playing with with one other person, you have 26 cards each and the cards are face down. And we will play this game into, you know, the early hours of the night. And because I get sleepy early, so <laughs> we will play, but I love the game because it was excitement because it was the fear of the unknown. So your cards are hand um, face down and you're flipping the card and whoever has the higher card, you would take that, take both cards. Okay. So you're deemed the winner for that round. But if you both flip over the same card, for instance, if you both flip over a queen, Now it's time for war. And so you put down one card face down, which is I. Put down another card, declare. Another card, you flip it over, war. And then a person with the highest card takes all the cards. And so that's how we go through life, you know, the fear of the unknown. But if we allow God to fight our battles, We don't have to know what's going to happen because he knows the ending and the beginning. He's Alpha and Omega. He's the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. So we have no reason to fear. But in this card game, the winner is the one that takes all 52 cards. They have played the cards they were dealt. And that's what we say in life. Are you playing the cards you were dealt? And are you living the life that God has given you? In Jeremiah 1 and 5, the Lord says, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. He knew everything about you and I. God has already approved you as God's chosen instrument. Are you allowing him to use you? He knew all that you would do, all that you would say, the places you would go, the people you would interact with, and also, guess what? The mistakes you would make. (laughs) the hurt you would endure. But God says this, and this is what I love about him. I've started a good work in you. And guess what? I'm going to finish it. You're going to have an abundant end. You're going to have a positive end. You're going to have a good end. 
God is not going to end your life in detriment if you give your life to him and commit your life to him and to put him first. If you commit your life to Christ, guess what? You're going to live in abundance. Now, it's not going to be easy. And I'm not saying you won't endure any pain or hurt, but guess what? What he started in you, he's not going to end it because of your middle. God does not care about our middle. He is not concerned about your mistakes. You must stick with God and his plan. And and what I always tell people when I have different conversations and I I, uh, minister to people or just, you know, having a conversation in general, you know, and some of you may have done this. We don't want to allow the enemy to stop us from our end, our destiny, reaching towards what God has for us. And we don't want to um, allow the enemy to have a battlefield in our mind to cause depressive thoughts or suicidal thoughts or thinking we're nothing. And we don't want to confuse our, our identity with what the enemy says about us. You know, with a mistake we've made, past issues, or what other people may say about us, or what someone has told you. You know, a family member, they think they're giving you good advice, but they're actually tearing you down. A divorce you have faced, a past relationship, a fight you could have had yesterday, or even this morning with a family member. We don't want those issues to fight with positive thoughts in our mind. And I can remember getting saved when I first got saved 10 years ago. And, you know, even now I I can find myself in the battlefield. But I thank God that I know the word of prayer and I'm working on counting on him and praying quickly and agreeing quickly with my adversary so that I'm not having issues or I'm not caught up in the fight. But I can remember talking to my mom when I first got saved, like, this is hard. You know, I can remember when I was in a world I wasn't saved. It was easy for me to just cope. So, so I thought because I would turn to, you know, drugs or drinking or other activities. And that's how I was coping. And guess what? The next day when I came to the issues were still there and there will still be war going on in my mind of negativity But I can remember her giving me a book written by Joyce Meyer. And I recommend this book, The Battlefield of the Mind. And Joyce Meyer says, our actions are a direct result of our thoughts. If we have a negative mind, we will have a negative life and vice versa. If you fill your mind and thoughts with positive thinking, positive mindset, positive outlook, guess what? You're going to have a positive life. And that positivity comes from prayer and standing in the word of God and surrounding yourself around positivity and having a new mindset. And God says, even though you've done things and even though you may be in a battle, despite all of this, you're still mine. You still belong to me. And that right there is enough positive (laughs) reinforcement for myself. He says, God says, you're still mine, despite what you have done, what you have said, what you have put yourself into. It's almost like a parent. Well, it's just like a parent. You know, for instance, if you raise your child, you've done the best that you know to do. You may have raised them in a church. 
You know, you may have given them plenty of positive experiences. They've had mentors. You try to represent a positive life before them. But guess what? They end up growing up, maybe living a life of drugs, hard drugs, prostitution, stripping, sinning. But guess what? You cannot say that child is not yours. Even if they commit murder and go to prison, you still will love that child. You still cannot say, oh, that child is not mine. I don't know whose child that belongs. No, it's still your child. And that's the same thing God does with us. You still belong to him. You cannot be so far gone that God will not welcome you back into his pasture. He will always welcome you back into his sheepfold. He wants your soul. He wants you to live an abundant life. He wants you to feel his love. He loves you. And that love does not dissipate. It does not decrease. It does not change. That's why I'm so glad that God is not like man because he does not change. He does not determine how he's going to treat us based off of what we've done. And so say this with me and every day say it as a positive affirmation. I am approved and I belong to God. I am approved and I belong to God. In this war, we're living in our life and, you know, in our mind or just everyday living. We must understand that no weapon formed against us shall prosper. When something is negative going on in your life, bam, devil, I rebuke you and the blood is against you. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. And when I was doing this podcast, when I was writing my notes, I, I kept putting it off to uh, record it. And it seemed like I couldn't get away from it. You know, everything I was seeing right now because of COVID-19, people are referring to it as a battle or a war. And um, there's so many people that are dealing with a battle because of, of depressive thoughts. They may have lost their jobs and things of that nature. But we must understand that we can't live in a world of negativity. It's time that it's time out for that. It's time that we declare war against ourselves. That's right. Yes. Against you, against myself, against me, myself, and I. It's time for me to declare war against negativity in my thoughts, in my speech, my conversations. So I want to share something with you. I was listening to Dr. Juanita Bynum, and I mean, this message she had hit me like a ton of bricks. And she said, we have two different people that we can be. So you need to choose which one you're going to be. You have a perceived identity versus your real identity. And she states that the perceived identity is the result of rejection, the result of being ostracized verbally, physically abused, you know, from your childhood or maybe in a, in a marriage that went wrong. And based on these life experiences and what you've been through, it's who you may become or who people perceive you as. And when people perceive you as your past experiences, now they group you based off of those experiences. And this is who they think you are. 
oh, he's that way because his father wasn't in his life. Or she's that way because she didn't grow up in a loving home and her mother wasn't as loving as my mother or someone else's mother. Or she's like that because she lost her parents at a young life or he's in a life of gangs, of of living in a gangster life because his mom and dad died at a young age. And so the way we perceive people, we start to lump them all together and then they can't get away from it. And that's not fair, especially when they come out of that abuse or that traumatic life. We should give them a chance to restore who they are in their real identity. And I've dealt with that myself. You know, now that I'm saved, it's often hard or difficult for people to let go of who they knew you once were. Their perception of you is hard for them to change that lens to see who you really are. And you have to teach people almost like you're training them in a loving way on how to handle you. Because you don't want people to treat you like who they think you are. Oh yeah, you may have had that divorce. You may have been down and depressed or suffered from low self-esteem or low self-confidence, but you've come out of that. And you need to show people who you really are and how they need to handle you. Because you don't want people to handle you based off of what they known you as and being an opposer to your real identity. Okay? So you want to declare war against this treatment. You don't want to live in an identity that is false, a fantasy. But I read in the word of God, it says, when you come to Christ, you become a new creature. And when you become a new creature, that's your new identity. It's your real identity. Now listen to this. You don't want to apologize for who God has called you to be based on man's approval. God does the approving. And this is something that I've struggled with, you know, being on social media. I'm new to social media. Um, You know, as a principal, I'm in the forefront. Um, You know, the news may come in or the newspaper and you're always worried Or I'm always thinking about, I try not to worry. And when I see myself worrying, I go instantly into prayer because I don't want to focus on what man thinks about me or what their opinion will be. Because an opinion um, is like a mouth. Everyone has one, (laughs) you know, everyone has an opinion. And so you can't base your life off of man's approval. And you guys know when I do my podcast, I ask you to please have a journal so you can write down some reflective thoughts. I have a few questions here um, so that we are not chained up in man's prison in their thoughts. And so my first question I want to ask my listeners is, have you really tapped into who God has called you to be? You know, some people jump from job to job to job. And it's like, are you really not happy with that job? Or is it you? Or they jump from relationship to relationship to relationship. 
Is it the uh, is it the person you were in a relationship with or is it you? Do you really know who you are? Do you really know who God has called you to be? And number two, have you learned what God's will is for your life? Is that a part of your prayer? Lord, allow your will to be done in my life. Your absolute will, not your permissive will, but your absolute will. Show me how to live the way you want me to live. And number three, are you living someone else's life and not your own? Because sometimes we live the way people tell us to live or how they think you should be living because you want to please that person. And it could be a parent. It can be your spouse. It can be your bestie, your, your social circle, the people you roll with. Are you living the way they're telling you to live? Are you taking their advice for gold ex- instead of listening to what God says to you? Because as I said in the last podcast, God will send confirmation. He will show you exactly what you should be doing. Honey, you won't have to guess. I tell you that for sure. It is a fact. I know from experience. He will will provide confirmation to what he has for your life. And we need to stop living beneath our heavenly privilege. Living beneath our heavenly privilege, but pray for the freedom and God to live as he has destined us to live. And the last question, how can I get to my true identity? Do I truly know who I am? Do I truly know who God has set me up to be? And when you find out your real identity, that's why some of your old friends, they're not going to be able to understand your newness. It's because you have a new a new mind. You are being the original who God intended you to be. And it's hard for you to receive that and accept that. Like, whoa, I'm thinking different. I'm receiving things differently. I'm perceiving the word of God differently. My heart feels different. My heart beats different. I'm loving differently. My taste is different. And so you're not judging the people you were once around. No, 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 no. You don't want to get into that because it says through love and kindness have I drawn thee. So you want to still show love and kindness to those around you because you want to be an example of Christ and you want to pray for them and for them to get to know Christ for themselves. You want to be an example so that they will know this new life. And this new mind will feast on the word of God and holiness. This new mind craves differently. It craves for what it was called into existence for. And that's God. And and you're convicted now because when things are not a part of your true identity, guess what? You're, You're convicted. And man isn't convicted in the world because they don't know their true identity. They, they crave for different things and they can accept different things because they don't know yet that it's bad for them personally. And so that's why who I am based on my experience is my perceived personality. When I get around people, you are now changed. That's not you. You have now become what God has wants you to become, what he desires for you to be. You're not becoming the people you, you hang around. Your brain is now your weapon. God has now transformed your brain. You are now no longer craving for sin. You are now no longer craving to gossip. You are now no longer craving for drugs or alcohol. 
because you are a new creature. And it says in Isaiah 53 and 5, by his stripes, I am healed. I can now stimulate my mind to forget those things behind me and press towards the mark of the high calling. As Paul tells us in Philippians chapter three, he shows us the life that we should be living. We should pattern our life after Paul, meditating on the word of God day and night to reprogram our mind to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. And that's daily, my friends. Not once, not just on Sundays, but every day. Because when we meditate, it takes our mind off of me and now places it on God where it needs to be. And I do hope that we understand that we're in a war every single day. And we want to declare war. We want to declare war against any negative actions or activities that the enemy has set up for our life. In John 10, 10, it says the enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy. But on the other side, God says, but I come that I may give you life and life more abundantly. And you must always remember that your life has possibilities, possibilities to live in abundance, possibilities to be a positive person, a possibility to be a change agent, possibility to be a leader, I I follow this woman on Instagram. Um, I may be saying her name wrong. She's Indian. It's Nid Nid Hikashua. And she puts a lot of great quotes on her uh, Instagram page. And she says, when you focus on being real, you are no longer worried about being perfect. Embrace who you are. Love who you are. Because you are fearfully and wonderfully made. And we must remember that. So I do hope that you are blessed by um, this episode 20. I declare war. We declare war against anything that's coming against all the good God has for us in our life. No, remember, no weapon formed against us shall prosper. We are going to live a life of abundance because we serve a big God and he wants us to live a life. He wants to live a want us to live a good life. He will withhold no good thing from us. We will lack nothing. We are to cast all of our cares and burdens upon him. So as I promised, I will share with you what I'm reading. At this time, I am reading Jonah. I'm still reading this. I'm doing a study with a group of my friends, Jonah and Interrupted Life by Priscilla Shire. You should check it out. It is blessing my life. Right now, the songs I'm listening to, Majesty Rose and Brie Babineau's song, Love is a Miracle. Oh my gosh. When I say this song will send you into straight worship and you remembering how God can save you and what will happen, that he will say, have a yes in your spirit, a yes in your soul, a yes over your life. A yes to change you. His love is a miracle. The miracle to take you out of any wrongness that you are living. Check that song out. My next song is Kiara Sheer. It keeps happening for me. Yes, Lord. That song is a blessed song. It keeps happening for me. Every time I turn around, every time I think I can't make it, every time I feel like life is too much, it keeps happening for me. God keeps reminding me that he is bigger than all of my circumstances. 
and Stephanie Gretzinger. Wow, a wonderful anointed singer. Her song, Waymaker, that is a beautiful song. Even though I can't see that you're working, I know that you're working. I know that you're working out every situation for me. And Naomi Rain, the blood. I plead the blood every day. Blood over my home, blood over my daughter, blood over my life. Because the blood has power. The blood has power. And I love Anthony Brown's new album, Second Wind, a beautiful piece of work. Remember to follow me on Instagram at Your Life Has Possibilities for daily inspiration. I put possible pages on there every day, different quotes um, that the Lord drops into my spirit and Bible verses. Remember to subscribe and like and write a review for my podcast on Apple Podcasts. Share with others. You can find this podcast on Spotify, Breaker, Apple Podcasts, Google, and Anchor.fm. Thank you, thank you, thank you, everyone who listens. Thank you, everyone who gives me feedback. I welcome all feedback. I appreciate it. Thank you for your support. I'm praying for every listener. I pray over every podcast that when you listen, God blesses you. Something changes, that your heart is open, that your your listening ears receive differently, that God, that you receive God into your life, that there's a special anointing over your life, that God blesses everything that your hand touches in the mighty name of Jesus. I ask right now that God anoint your home, anoint your children, anoint your family, that you are covered and that you are blessed against anything the enemy brings forth, that you are covered against this COVID-19 in the mighty name of Jesus, that you remember that God has um, a, a, a great anointing and a great life for you to live, that Jesus's name has power. Just call on the name of Jesus. He wants you to live an abundant life. He wants you to live a life filled with love, that you are not to stay in a dark corner. Do not live and allow your past to dwell in the loom over you. Remember Matthew 19, 26 with man, it is impossible with God. All things are possible. Remember that your life has possibilities.